Hi, my name is Kirk Kinder, and this is Saving Yourself from Wall Street, the podcast for people who want to avoid Wall Street's sales tactics, high cost, and conflicted advice so they can take control of their financial life. So let's get to it. In this week's episode of the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast, we talk with Nick McCallum of Passive.com. Passive is a unique offering in that it brings institutional trading tools to the individual investor for a fraction of the cost that the institutions pay. With a click of a button, you can rebalance your portfolio across several accounts to match whatever portfolio you follow or you've created. In this interview, we dig into how Passive came to exist and how it helps individual investors build rock-solid portfolios. With that, here's my interview with Nick McCallum. All right, Nick. Well, welcome to the show. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kirk. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so I, I took a look at Passive and was really impressed with it. So could you just give us an overview of, of what you all are trying to achieve with Passive? Yeah, for sure. I think the best way to understand what we're trying to achieve is to get like some conceptual understanding of the problem we're trying to solve. So Passive was created originally, the initial prototype by one of our co-founders, Brendan Wood, to solve real problems that he was having when managing his own family's finances. So Brendan was trying to manage his own retirement account. He was trying to manage his wife's retirement account. And then he was also trying to manage two education savings plans for his kids, like 529 plans. So what uh, what the, he was kind of encountering was that for each of those accounts, he had a different target investment allocation that he wanted. And keeping track of all that and making sure that each account stayed close to its target allocation became really tedious. The way that he solved it is he basically had this monster spreadsheet where he kept track of all of his account holdings and his contributions. And the spreadsheet would calculate what trades he needed to make to get invested better into his target portfolio. So that did the trick, but it was very tedious. And even after all that work, he had to go back into his brokerage and enter all of his trades one by one. So it was not ideal. And that's where the idea for passive came to be. The initial prototype of passive was a basic Python web scraper that, uh, or I guess it wasn't a web scraper, it was an API integration, sorry, for any software developer nerds like me who are listening. But it was a basic integration with his brokerage that uh, read in his account holdings so that uh, he didn't have to do the manual data entry component of it anymore. The spreadsheet would populate automatically. Now, that was a huge step forward, but it still wasn't great because Brendan still had to go back into his brokerage to place his trades one by one. So over the you know four years since that original prototype of passive was built, we've made a lot of progress in making it really easy to manage your portfolio. So the way that passive works now, you create a passive account, you pair that passive account directly to your brokerage account, and then you set a target portfolio. Once your target portfolio is set, Passive does all of the legwork to calculate what trades you need to make to get invested into that target portfolio. Passive then allows you to rebalance with one click, and then we monitor your account and send you email notifications whenever it's time for you to log back in and rebalance again. So that's like the 50,000-foot overview of how Passive works. I'm happy to dive into any of the specific steps of that chain if that's helpful. Okay, sure. So the big thing is Passive, it's you know for the, like the real individual investor who doesn't do this a lot on their own, Passives a site, it pulls in the current pricing of all the different holdings that they have, all the cash, all the ETFs, stocks, everything like that, prices it in and then figures out what trade should be made based on the, the model that the investor specified. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, perfect. And then at that point, you even have the ability to hit a button and then it goes back into the brokerage and places all those trades 
for the investor. Yeah, you never actually get navigated to the brokerage's website, but we, we send off requests to the brokerage kind of like behind the scenes so that your trades get made and they'll send us back order uh, confirmation so that we will show you, yes, these tra trades were made successfully and here's what your portfolio looks like after the trades. Okay, excellent. And then, so the first thing is, do they, could they have different brokerage accounts at different places, different custodies? So totally. they could have a TD Ameritrade account and, and then a Fidelity account and it would still work? That yeah, that, that's one of the super powerful features of Passive. So if you're like an investor who maybe because your work keeps your 401k at one place or something like that, like you might have investments at TD Ameritrade and Interactive Brokers, just to provide two examples. And Passive would provide you a centralized dashboard where you can connect to both of those brokerages and manage all of your investments in one place. Okay. And then how many platforms are you guys working on so far? So we're fully integrated with six platforms now. Uh, we'll probably have two more by the end of the month and a few more other than that, like throughout the rest of the year. Our goal is to eventually be integrated with all of the major brokerages, but uh, we're kind of limited in some sense because not all brokerages have open APIs. That's basically like from a software point of view, the infrastructure that we need them to have so that we can integrate with them in, in using the protocol that we use for all of our integrations, which is called OAuth. And that's kind of like the most secure and preferred way of connecting to people's software is OAuth. So we rely on them to have open APIs in order to do that. And not every broker has them at this point, although I'm sure we'll move to a world eventually where every broker does have them because there's lots of benefits, including the ability to get access to innovative tools like Passive, for example. Okay, great. So, so basically right now, kind of dumb it down for people like me, you know, the non-techies, <laughs> once they have the right software so that the two can talk, um, not all brokerages have that yet, but the ones that do, you're, you're actively getting on those platforms. Exactly. Okay, great. And then do you ever envision it getting to the point where somebody could also do their 401k or 403b as well? Because those are typically different platforms as well, you know, as well, unless mm -hmm. they're with, with like a fidelity, but a lot of like mass mutuals and John Hancock's, a lot of these sort of more older, you know, 401k providers, which are still very big, but they're not as tech savvy. Do you think they'll eventually get there as well? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I would love for them to all have open APIs and allow us to integrate with them, but I don't really think it's like in their financial interests to, to do so because as soon as you allow people like from our user base to connect to their John Hancock account, they're going to switch into funds that are like, you know, 10% as expensive as like their recommended <laughs> funds on John Hancock. So uh, sure. I think there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. And I think the guys who do like the sales and marketing over at places like that are smart enough to know that their, their revenues are going down if they integrate with people like us who are real proponents for low cost, tax efficient, long-term investing. Okay. So, so basically right now it's probably going to be just the big brokerages, the common ones, but, but the 401ks where they have their own menu of, of funds and stuff like that, the individual investor might still have to kind of build their, yeah. their own portfolio. Okay. And that's tough. I mean, there's, there's an access to information issue there, but I, I think eventually places like that, if they do continue to be like, you know, a little predatory on the pricing of their investment funds and stuff, that they might make more money in the short term, but in the long term, people will wise up and they'll probably go out of business. So it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And they're already seeing fee compression in, in many aspects. And, and there's a lot of lawsuits now that are taking place in the 401k marketplace that haven't been in the past. So if, you know, if, if a company has high fund cost, since they're a fiduciary for their employees, they could get sued. So we're starting to see that. So I think you're probably right that we'll start to see lower cost and more transparency and 
uh, more ability to pick your own funds and, and ETFs and things like that. So, um, yeah, but it'll take some time, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, so, so, you know, one of the comments you made, you know, talking about, you know, really trying to, to do what's right for the investor, uh, low cost, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's not just you're tr not just trying to create a tool that's easy to use, but you guys sort of have a bigger a bigger uh, objective here to really kind of democratize it and, and help the individual investor, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, our mission statement as a company is to make DIY investing accessible to everyone. So we spend most of our time and energy building like cool software tools that make that easy. But we're also really big proponents for the power of education. So we have a really big blog with lots of articles and content on how to get started investing, comparisons of different ETFs, those kinds of things. And then we also have lots of other pages on our website. We have uh, kind of data pages for individual stocks. We can download financial data from specific stocks, like their balance sheet, for example. And then we have pages on ETFs. We can get the holdings of different ETFs. We also have uh, you know feature pages and tutorials for the actual passive software. So to the extent that we can empower investors through education so that they can get started on DIY investing themselves, that's our big win in our books. Okay. And then right now you don't like have any kind of models created or anything like that. So, so if I'm a totally new investor, uh, you know, I don't want to pay a financial planner to, you know, 1% per year to manage the money. Uh, but there's no models there yet. I still have to figure out a way to create my own personal models. Is that correct? Yeah, totally. So what a lot of our users end up doing is they'll pair up with kind of like a an online first financial advisor. Like I'm not sure if you're familiar with the name Rick Ferry, but he publishes sure. these, these model portfolios called the Core 4 portfolios. And they're basically just simple, low cost, tax efficient model portfolios that people can use to plan for their financial futures. So people who might be like a little newer to investing or not super confident in picking their own model portfolios might go to someone like Rick Ferry, find one of his model portfolios that makes sense for them, and then use Passive to actually implement the portfolio management of that model portfolio for the long run. Okay, great. So so you can work with somebody like Rick or another family planner or something like that, Cheryl Garrett Network or NAFA. Yeah, get a, cons them. a consultation on how to do it, and then they can just implement it right through Passive. Yep. And lots of people, I would say, they don't even use a consultation. Like a lot of our users tend to be like on the on the on the more educated side. So like lawyers, doctors, software developers. These are people who have kind of made learning a professional expertise of theirs. So if they're trying to manage their own portfolios, a lot of times they won't even use a consult. There's a, a website up here in Canada where some of our user base is that's uh, called the Canadian Couch Potato Investing website. And the whole idea is like you want to invest like a couch potato and like take action very seldomly. So they publish a ton of model portfolios and the Canadian cash potato model portfolios are super popular on passive because they're just really like really effective, low cost kind of Vanguard iShares type model portfolios. Sure. Yeah. You know, another popular one here is the Bogleheads. Uh, yep. John Bogle, you know, that's another big one. Um, uh, so with, with passive, if I wanted to, I could, I could have, a broad-based ETF portfolio, but I could also throw in individual stocks as well. So let, let's say I follow Motley Fool. Uh, I used to work at the Motley Fool. So let's say I like their stock advisor portfolio. I could add that into the model along with Vanguard ETFs. Yep. You can do in, in our model portfolios, you can do stocks, bonds, and ETFs. So like in my model portfolio, for example, it's like 90% ETFs. A lot of stuff that kind of allows me to express my economic views. So I have like some technology ETFs because I'm a software developer, pretty bullish on like long-term technology growth. And then I also have a couple individual stocks in there that are like smaller weightings, probably 10% of the portfolio in total. So I might have, you know, 
a 2% stake in Facebook, I think, is in my model portfolio right now. So that's kind of a, to be clear, none of this is investment advice. You should do your own due diligence and consult sure. a professional. But it's definitely, I'm just providing examples of how you can actually provide, or I guess include different assets in your model portfolio, including stocks, ETFs, bonds, what have you. Okay. And then as far as the functionality, it could be structured where um, you're only investing new cash that comes in, or you could do a full rebalance. So Facebook's getting bigger and bigger, and it's becoming a bigger part of your portfolio. It will sell portions of Facebook and put it into other assets that are, are lagging. But you have control of that every time you you do an update. Is that kind of how it would work? Yeah. So there's kind of two main ways to rebalance, like you said. There's selling or not selling. And by default, because most of the investors who use passive are in the accumulation phase, that means like definitionally that they're adding more cash to their portfolio every month or every every biweekly period or, or what have you. So uh, the default way that passive will rebalance your account is that we don't actually sell anything. We'll, we will just take your new cash and invest it in the assets in your portfolio that are underweight. So that's solely to save you on trade commissions because uh, there's a lot of no fee brokerages out there, but there's also certain brokerages where they allow free purchases, but they charge you for sales on ETFs. That's pretty common up here in Canada. So um, by default, we don't sell, but if you really need to do a big rebalance and you recognize that you do need to sell some of your overweight holdings, then you can just toggle that switch and then it'll sell your overweight assets to buy your underweight assets and get your really like basically perfectly invested in your target portfolio. Okay, excellent. And at this time, do you have anything uh, that would kind of let people know if they have short-term capital gains or long-term capital gains, or is that not part of the platform? That's not part of the platform right now, but that's actually another big reason why we have the no selling by default is because we don't want people incurring, you know, inadvertent capital gains taxes. So, so there's that. We do plan on kind of adding some some better tax handling for the future, but where our user base is so global right now, it's kind of hard to account for like, you know, a portion being in Canada, a portion being in the U.S., and then another portion being like all over the world. So um, okay. we'll, we'll probably start with like the biggest countries for tax stuff, U.S. first probably, and then trickle down from there. Okay. And then, you know, looking at your site, you've got uh, essentially people could start to use this for free if they're as a community user. And it looks like that's just for, you know, I've got one account, I've got an IRA, TD Ameritrade, and I want to, I just want to trade in that account. There's no cost to that if they wanted to do that. Correct. So there's, there's two main ways to use passive and one of them is free. So that's called our community edition of the software. And uh, that basically you can think of that as a read only way to manage your portfolio. So you can pull in all of your account information. We will calculate your trades for you and present them to you, but we won't actually allow you to rebalance from the passive platform. You still have to log into your broker to execute all of your trades. So that's the free version. The paid version offers you access to kind of a really high power, powerful features. So one of those obviously would be like the one click trade functionality. So you can actually rebalance your whole portfolio from the passive platform. And then another important paid feature is the ability to integrate with multiple brokerages at once. So in the example I gave earlier where an investor has some assets at TD Ameritrade and other assets at Interactive Brokers, they can only really create a centralized dashboard if they're using the paid edition of the passive software. Okay, okay, excellent. All right, so that's basically how it's structured then. Yeah. So somebody kind of just wants wants a tool to, to figure out what trades need to be made, but they're totally comfortable doing it themselves and the community user would be, would be fine. But if they want really the full simplicity, uh, then they'd step it up to the, the professional version. Yeah, and I guess actually I kind of realized I forgot to mention the pricing. So we wanted our pricing to be like as simple and as easy to understand as possible. So it's really basic. 
the paid version is just $99 a year paid with your credit card. So we never take any fees out of your brokerage account or anything of that sort. It's just $99 a year paid with your credit card, just the same way you pay for your Netflix subscription or any other software as a service. Okay, that's excellent. And to kind of throw that out there, um, you know, you and I were talking offline, uh, financial advisors, professional investors have these, you know, same kind of professional software like what you guys have done and, and the fees are extravagant. So you basically created something for the individual investor that is democratizing Wall Street for them at a, just an unbelievably low price. Yeah. I mean, we know lots of financial advisors who pay tens of thousands of dollars a year for the same software and they get charged more just because they're a business. And that's that's unfortunate. But the actual software itself that, you know, it's not insanely hard to build. We're, we're really proud of what we build and we want it to be accessible to anyone. OK, great. Uh, so if, if somebody wanted to learn more information about passive or, or you in particular, like where, where would they, uh, where would they go? What's the best place to go? I would say check out our website. It's passive.com. That's P A S S I V.com. And if you have any specific questions or even if you'd like a demo of the software, just uh, send me a direct email. It's nick.mccullum at passive.com. Okay. Fantastic. All right, Nick. Well, I, I really appreciate your time. And, and like I said, I, I looked at passive and I was extremely impressed by it. Uh, I, I think it's something that is really going to help individual investors because so many of them, I mean, there's a lot of people that are totally do it themselves. They're fine with it, but there's a lot who really don't trust the financial world and financial planners and wall street. And they kind of want to do it themselves, but they're still sort of intimidated doing the trades and figuring out how do I start? How do I get this going? And you guys have kind of taken that and made it really easy for people to do it. So uh, really, well, great, yeah, great offering. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Nick. I, I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kirk. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Okay. Take care. See ya. Well, that's it for this episode of the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast. I appreciate you stopping in. As always, you can find our podcast along with other articles and videos at savingyourselffromwallstreet.com. And now... The lawyers say hi. Saving Yourself from Wall Street is hosted by Kirk Kinder. Kirk Kinder is the owner of Picket Fence Financial, a fee-only financial planning firm. Picket Fence Financial is regulated by the states of Maryland and Florida in accordance and in compliance with securities laws and regulations. Picket Fence Financial does not render or offer to render personalized financial or tax advice through the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.